Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, and we've got another great show for you today. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hi, How Pat. are you? I'm doing awesome. And yourself? I'm pretty good. Like Waiting that. to get revved up for March Madness. Yeah, it's going to be a quiet one on viewership. <laughs> you can't really attend it. But, I mean, my bracket's still going to be full. I'm just telling you. Uh, okay. I mean, okay. it's got to be. It's March Madness. Yeah. I'm really feeling the metaphor of Mark Madness. Now, people <laughs> know this as like a base of a basketball thing, yeah? Correct. All right. But the whole idea of March Madness is a perfect metaphor for where we are today in the world in some respects, don't you think? I believe so, yes. And uh, it's going to be an interesting month. We're doing a couple of really cool things about what March Madness really means and, you know, introducing a new host whose show is No, You're Crazy, Susan Denae. So, yeah, we are revved up to talk about the interactions of what we call energy. And you don't think about this. You don't think about like when Benny and I are chit-chatting and, of course, say hello to Jacob. Jacob is at the helm of our Facebook show. Hey there. Right? So, Jacob, you don't really understand the energy of things, right? But, for example, I'm doing this show. I have a very special guest with an incredible story. We're going to talk about Get Grounded and Transform Your Trauma with Amelia Vogler joining me here today. You're going to hear about energy medicine, what it means to become a specialist, but what the journey is like and how unique her story is. And you think about how one dot gets put in front of the other dot. And those dots, when you put them together, they become a life. And you're going to hear about that. But energy, it's everything. So if I sit here today, and most of you are watching on Facebook, or you're listening on KKNW, or maybe you're popping over to YouTube, or maybe you've got this on iHeart, or you're downloading it, uh, Spotify, or some other thing you're doing. Um if you're watching the video version of this, if I were to turn my video off and on, that would immediately send a panic button somewhere to Jacob, who is beautifully laid out our video live streaming interface with images, lower thirds, really a TV production. But see, I'm not going to do that because I don't have to. But how many buttons do you and I and others get pushed every day? How many instances do we have to get off of our game, to not be grounded in the pathway that gets us from there to here? 
How does all or any of that work? Today, I want to introduce you to Amelia, someone who is internationally known, respected for grounding in energy medicine, teacher of energy medicine, meditation guy, but through her private practices, the dots that got placed in front of her, those dots that got placed in front of her have guided and led to her pathway of what we're going to talk about here today. Amelia, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Oh, hey, Dr. Pat. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, everybody out there. You're absolutely right about the dots. (laughs) You know, we all have a long story, very long story. And in fact, in our work, in the energy work, it's even longer than the story that we think of when we think of, you know, kind of coming in and through our life. And, um, you know, I had a really interesting uh, upbringing. I had, I had some really interesting early dots. You know, you and I were talking before about how we kind of pick our parents, how we decide to pick who it is that we learn from. Did you have that experience too? Oh, man. And that's why I was so eager to talk with you today. Because, uh, you know, people ask me about my journey. I have a short version. Whenever somebody asks me a question like this about my childhood, I have about 17 seconds that explain ages early on to age 19. And, and, And it take me it took me a lot of years amelia to get to the place where i could say oh you want to you want to hear a sense of this well catholic boarding school at age 5 was abused and beaten every night my mom commits suicide while i'm in catholic boarding school dad remarries we're cut off from the rest of our family i'm homeless at 17 and i'm arrested at 19 for something i didn't do thank god the judge knew that where do you go from there and if you tell that story those ways those are dots they're dots, right? But would I be the person that I am today, Amelia, if those dots had not been put in front of me exactly the way they've been put in front of me? But then there's another version of that story. There's the version where, you know what, blah, blah, blah. And then at age five, Uncle Jimmy, Johnny, Dickie, Joey, right? Give me a set of boxing gloves and say to me at age five, you're going to be able to fight your way out of everything. So these dots, we don't usually go back and look at them. But don't they all have energy? Don't they carry the weight of our lives? Absolutely. And you wouldn't, you would be surprised what a dot means. You mind if I tell a little bit of my story? I want you to tell all of your story because I found this fascinating. Well, you know, I think it's it's always hard to decide where do we start when we're talking about energy. But I think one of the things that I'd like to start with is just the landscape of my life. My father was a good person. He still is a good person. He's a good person. He has morals. He has a compass. He stands up for what he believes. My mother used to sing in five languages, plays 24 instruments, used to tap dance in the kitchen, reinvented her life three different times because she doesn't believe in reincarnation. So she said, we got one life. I got to do it all. And so she reinvented and reinvented. And as a little girl, I grew up on this working farm with plants, hybrid rhododendrons blooming and growing. And every morning I would wake up and on the ceiling, 
there would be a reflection of the light of the sun on the ceiling. And I would look at that and it would just connect to the world around me. And it was inspiring. It was beautiful. And so my, my early life started with an inquiry of what's beautiful, these simple, beautiful things. And I also was uh, visiting my father's funeral home often after school. It's been in our family for 250 years. That's almost nine generations of service in the death industry. And you better believe I got my roller skates on and I would roller skate around because you have 9,000 square feet of wide open rooms connected by big doorways and you could really get going. And as a curious child, I would always kind of find my way into rooms I wasn't supposed to find my way into. And, you know, my dad would say, don't go in that one. So I went in that one. Don't go in that one. So I went in that one. That's just part of human condition and childhood curiosity. No kidding. Right? And so, you know, what do you learn? What do you learn somewhere between blooming flowers, beautiful light on the ceiling, and then seeing people who are not alive as a young child? What What does that teach you? Well, I also grew up, I was, you know, planted on this earth with one of these really deep feelings that I didn't belong here. I just, like, I couldn't find my ground. I, I didn't know what it meant to be here. It felt weird. I don't know if any of you out there listening have ever had that experience before, but it just, you know, there was something really unsettled in me about what it means to be here. And when I saw these people who were no longer here, I would notice that somehow their legacy continued on. Somehow in the obituaries written, in the stories, in the memories, that they mattered. Yeah. And that they mattered in a really important way. And so I found that very interesting in early teaching, kind of brushing up against something that really didn't feel right in me. And then I noticed, okay, there's an absence here. There's an absence. There's something missing from this person laying here with this story and the story lives on but what is that other part and as I've grown into teaching energy medicine and you might know this already everything is energy yeah and energy cannot be created and it cannot be destroyed and so uh you put two and two together and it's like where did it go right Where is that long story? Where where did it come from and where is it going? And then even more exciting, I think, in all of it is that when you look in the face of someone who's alive, you see the light there. You see that there's this something living through us. There's a light that's living through us. And it became so important to me to figure out what is it? What is that light in us? That's our sacred life. How do we tend to it? What do we do to manage that? If it's our sacred light and life, then we live it. Then we have to live it. And how do we stay close to it? 
well, how do we stay close to it? These were all, you know, little child trying to, to work out these things. And what a beautiful lesson as a little child, because the way that you stay close to it is through your goodness. It's through your rightness. It's through good morals. It's through the teachings of my father. Because when we're, when we're living through what's right in us, and when we're lining up to that moral compass, as hard as it is, as it is it opens the doors. Yeah. We, we hear sometimes this universe is a benevolent universe. Have you heard that before? I live my life by that. Um, yeah. yeah, I live my life by that. And, you know, people ask me, how did you get to that? You know, why weren't you dead at age 21 after that? You know, the story then continues. But there's something you said that I want to go back to. There was something about my early childhood that sparked a light that wouldn't go out. It really was. It didn't matter how many times I was going to get in trouble at the Catholic boarding school for jumping up and down on the cot. I mean, if, you, if you're an adult and you're watching this, you're thinking, what is wrong with this child? Because I knew if I'm going to get out there, the lights are going to go out. You're in like this open cot dorm room, right, with a bunch of other girls. And every night, I am jumping up and down on the cot. And then they move me closer to the door where the sister sleeps. And so it doesn't matter. And I'm jumping up and down on the cot. And I know I'm going to get caught every night this goes on. And, and, you know, I think at some point the intervention was, why don't you see how long she jumps up and down on the cot and see if she jumps up and down on the cot for about 90 seconds and then goes to sleep. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things where somebody looks at you and says, this kid is not, we're not going to be able to dim that light in her, whatever that is. And yet we go through life. And we forget that spark that you mentioned and your journey and your story. But then look at us. You know, maybe we went through a patch somewhere in between where you and I are today or definitely where you are today and the journey that you've had. But we come full circle to the memory of how bright we do shine. I want to take a short break and we come back. I've pretty much lost everybody in my family suddenly. There are lessons that we learn from those that are not here. There are lessons that we still learn. We still get messages. I had one yesterday from Bobby Braden. What do the dead teach us? And what do we have to be in a state of mind, what does that have to be for us to actually pay attention? I am so glad Amelia's here. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, are you ready to pay attention? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Ambrosia. And I'm Alexa. And we, and we are the, the hosts, hosts of, of Inner Bloom Podcast. Podcast. A podcast about spirituality and intuitive development. Together, we utilize our intuitive gifts and our own personal life experiences to empower you to live an extraordinary life. 
Check us out and subscribe at innerbloompodcast.com. Imagine starting your week off with a teaching, a clearing, and an activation direct from the God consciousness. If you would like to feel more in charge of your week ahead, then I personally invite you to join me, Tracy L. Clark, for our monthly Soul Sunday non-denominational service at 11 a.m. Eastern time online or in person. All donations for this event go to the TLC Initiative Fund to help those in need. Sign up now at tracylclark.com and let's connect together in the glory realm. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Hello, I'm Carrie Kadambi, and this is your Spirited Exchange Moment. Have you been searching everywhere for answers? Do you long for wise guidance to lovingly direct you? Guess what? You have your very own divine spirit guides in the highest light, available 24-7, just waiting to help you live your best life. Call in your spirit guidance on a daily basis to help you make important decisions. All you have to do is ask, with a sense of openness, curiosity, and willingness to be divinely guided. Throughout your day, be open to notice what shows up for you. A spoken phrase, a book, a message from a song, or simply a knowing. And always offer gratitude for that loving guidance, and don't forget to put it into action. Join me on Transformation Talk Radio for my show, A Spirited Exchange. For more information about me, visit thedivineguidancegift.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. That song right there, Simon and Garfunkel, that song right there, when that song came out, that pretty much had tears in everybody's eyes and nobody knew why. Uh, but my guest might get grounded and transform your trauma, my very special guest, Amelia Bogler. And what we're going to do is let's take a minute. First of all, we're going to continue and talk about the lessons we learn from the dead. But before we do that, you teach people, you work with people, tell folks how they can find out more about you. So thank you, Dr. Pat. So you can find more about me at ameliavogler.com. I've worked with um, close to 10,000 people in my career of energy medicine. I teach ever since I was a little girl. That's what I knew. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a teacher. I just had no idea I would be teaching how the universe works and how it lives through us. <laughs> uh, and you, you call that something special. Tell us what you call that teaching. Well, I think, you know, my upcoming course, it's called the cosmology of change. And we're going to be looking at the 11 powers of the universe. You were talking at the beginning, everything is forces, everything is energy. And when we understand how the universe unfolds, then we understand how it is, 
we unfold. We're basic. I had a friend talk to me and share once. She said, you know, we're basically like ice cubes floating in a big glass of water because we're frozen light. And it, it took me a while to figure out the metaphor, but she's right. We are of the oneness. We do live in the fabric of the all. So when we understand how the all unfolds, we understand how we unfold. And it's just, it's just magical. And it gives us the key, especially in these darker times. These give you, these teachings give you the keys to help understand what's coming next, what came before, how do I move through, what are my practices? So that's what we've got coming up. One of the strangest experiences I've ever had, and, and this is really talking about what did the did uh, teach us about living. One of the strangest experiences I've ever had was <clears throat> working for Bell Labs and being around the genius people at Bell Labs. And I remember going off to the mysterious Building 15. By the way, top security clearance. Can you believe they gave me that? And, you know, here I am in Building 15. It was the top security, right? And they, they were showing me around and they said, why don't you come in our sound room? And <clears throat> I walked in and there's one chair and they sit me down on the chair and then they leave and shut the door. What they... They said to me, don't get up. We'll be right back, but please don't get up. And I walked out. Uh, uh, they walked out, shut the door. Complete dark. Creepy. Absolute dark, but absolutely no sound. I had never heard my own breath in quite that way. It was embedded forever, embedded forever. And then what they did to introduce me back into the light, they didn't just cram open the door like most of us would do. They allowed for rays of light to slowly trickle in. I remember seeing the first ray. It was almost like an illusion. It was like a dot and you, and you saw it and you thought, Am I seeing that? And then there was a second and a third. So they slowly introduced the light. And I never forgot that feeling mm. inside. But I think that's what we're talking about. You know, how do we help ourselves stay connected to the light? And what can we learn? You know, what do the people that have passed on, what do they teach us? What do they want to teach us? And how do we actually absorb that from them, Amelia? How beautiful. I love the image of that subtle process of illumination. You know, that um, the smalls, the shadows being moved just a little bit farther, more light, more light. The and we see that in the earth, just as an aside. We see that every winter as the sun creeps across our horizon a little bit more, a little bit more, we are the universe unfolding. But you're right, our story unfolds in these magical ways, introducing small moments of illumination, if we can see it, if we're looking in that direction. I remember hearing once, history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. So we have rhyming stories. And if we don't get the message, it's gonna come back going to come back. It's going to come back. And for me, in my story, it was learning how to be here. 
and how to really listen to the light. And I had such an interesting experience in my rhyming life because like you, I had sort of another history. I was an engineer. I worked for the number one company in the world to work for. I was flying on the corporate jet. Uh, you know, people would come with their little secret service earpieces and the black super, you know, suburbans and Miss Vogler this, Miss Vogler that, and then be home in time to walk my little dog Lucy at the end of the day. And yet I was dead inside. And I knew what that felt like because I could see it in my memory of those people laying in the funeral home. So I did what all of us do when we feel dead inside, maybe not all of us. But I went to see two people, a psychologist and a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I seek help where I can find it. And uh, the psychologist said to me, I said, I feel dead inside. She said, I think you should listen to that. And I went to the doctor who, by the way, worked at the company because it was that wonderful. Of course, they have their own doctor. Yes. Yep. And um, I shared with her how I was feeling and she said, Amelia, I have seen you for years. I'm going to give you a prescription for short-term medical leave. And I want you to go home. And I want you to pay attention to what's calling you. Dr. Wow. Pat, that is medicine. It wow. still even slightly brings me to tears to know that our angels are out there working their magic yeah. through other people in this world. You know, there's a line from a movie. I, I'm I'm a big movie buff, but I'm really more of a sound bite buff. You know, uh, growing up with being learning different as I did, you know, there are certain skills that I've learned in the way I've had to learn. And I don't see words. Every time you speak, I see imagery of what you're saying. If you've asked me to write down what you just said, I couldn't do it, but I could draw a picture of what you've just said. Everything from what the doctor looks like, even though you didn't describe her. So I'm a soundbite. So I hear words, but I see them. And there's a line from Avatar. And I'd love for you to talk about this because this directly relates to one of what I think is either a lost art in our society, but something we must commit to teach our children. And the line in Avatar is when... Um, the, the two characters in the movie and one turns to the other and, and pauses and says, I see you. Now, that line outside of the context of how these two people were interacting by itself is powerful. But in the context of what you're talking about, that doctor saw you. But I don't mean saw you, your face, your eyes really saw in your soul, are those lessons we can learn as we move from dark to light? Oh, absolutely, Dr. Pat. And I think that it starts with our ability to see ourselves. Because first, we have to walk that bridge. And this is a big bridge, I think, of worthiness worthiness of that vision. I think every single one of us is worthy of seeing through eyes that see the light. And I do believe that that's what keeps us from that, is that sense of 
well, I can't, I, I don't have the capacity. I'm, but really I'm not, I'm not worth, there's part of me that's not good enough. And there's something in there that I see that in my clients all the time that somewhere along the line, they have been taught that they don't matter. And you know, what you do doesn't matter. Your dreams don't matter. And you've got to just go through life and do the best you can and ask, ask, you know, for mercy when you need it. And then it's hard. And that's the reality that keeps our eyes closed in the dark room. Mm. And the reality that keeps us with our eyes open is the one that says, wait a minute, I have a light in my eye. That's enough to my inspiration, to my courage. One of the things the dead teaches me, the dead don't have longings. They're dead. We have longings. Oh boy, do we ever. And our longings are what lead us to our greatest aspirations. Our longings lead us to the dreams that unfurl a magical life. Pay attention to those quiet longings and you will see not just yourself, but others and their longings. And when you can meet someone longing to longing, then you see them. And that's what that doctor did for me. She said, I think there's more for you here. And I need you to, you know, go and pray, go and be quiet. That's another thing that keeps us from our longings are the distractions in this world and all of the excuses we make for ourselves. That's, that's the courageous piece is because we got to have the oomph to let all of those frenzied, stressy, earthy requirements and obligations. We have to find our way to stillness and silence to be able to set those over here for a minute and come here. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. You know, we're going to talk about how is it that the times we live in now might be, might be for real, the greatest teachers and opportunity we have had in decades to literally catapult our evolution into consciousness. You know, how is it in the time we live in now? And what was it about that moment that is for me, and I think about it, it's that moment where that first ray of light popped through the darkness what was that moment like that just generated the bittersweet thought of the silence and the peace ending and the world becoming on top of me again? Now we need to know how do we hold that ray of light? How do we hold the science, silence? How do we hold the peace? And how does that allow us to bring in the possibilities and the imagination of the journey to a future that perhaps we never thought we'd have. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Amelia. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Message Delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit angelmessages2u.com. That's angelmessages, the number two, the letter U, dot com. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacy Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit StacyBarber.com. That's Stacy, S-T-A-C-I-E, Barber.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Raising the vibrations through stimulating conversations while exploring the mysteries of Atlantis and Lemuria on Tales from the Mer World Radio with me, Amira Beth. Join us every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be ready to feel empowered and an active part of the changing earth. For more information about me, visit Amerabeth.com. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I would love to make sure that you all know how to collect or, uh, connect directly with Amelia. Um, and there are many ways to do it. Uh, certainly, Amelia, let's start with your website because uh, there are ways for them to find out more about you, your story, but to also talk about the ways that you work with people, everything from belief patterns to success, you know, energy medicine, looking at intuitive, integrative coaching. So there is more than one way for people to work with you to get to where they want to go. What is the best resource for that? Is it your website, your social media pages? I would always go to my website. I am a I am socially media averse. I, it's just not real enough for me. So hop on my website, ameliavogler.com, and you'll find uh, stories and meditations and a lot of information about how I've cultivated some really beautiful gifts into a way to help people. 
Um, it's taken me a while to have social media be real to me. I happen to live in an industry where you have to make it more real. So that's what we strive to do. Um, but outside of what we do for the show and the network, I get beat up so badly because I don't respond. <laughs> I don't respond to tweets or I don't respond because I do so much of it during the show. Um, and, you know, there are things we do in life, Amelia, and I'd like for you to talk about this. There are things we do in life every day, and they'll either bring us forward or closer to a place of grounding, or they'll bring us farther away um, until we learn how to stay in the zone of that. And this is the world we live in. This is every day. Isn't that place, that grounding place, one of the most important lessons we can learn? Oh, I think so. And that's why I call myself a grounding specialist. First of all, I grew up not being grounded here at all. So my entire life has been spent learning how to do this and dedicating my own life in service of others finding their grounding. And I have to say, Dr. Pat, this is one of the most, to me, in my opinion, misunderstood practices. You know, every single healing modality has their own way of talking about grounding. We see it, the terms thrown away uh, around in the spiritual marketplace quite a bit. We have the psychologists who really talk about grounding as being a grounded nervous system, a grounded, you know, being in the parasympathetic, really not being led by your emotions and being flooded by your emotions. We have movement practices like yoga and dance where grounding is really more about alignment. You know, it's about being grounded in the physical body. We have somatic therapies and energy psychology that starts bridging in a little bit about how do we work with the energy pathways in the body and what does that mean? Really, they're talking about being calm, peaceful, mindful, you know, in a space where you can really let your energy move freely without distraction. And then there's energy healing, which has a whole different space and idea about grounding, which is more about how do we ground our energy channels with the planet? You know, how do we get more charging us and keep ourselves safe? But you know what? To me, all of those things are important. But to me, there's more to it than that. And it has to do, again, with the light in our eye. And the light in our eye and connecting back to what's real in us and what's so beautiful in us has its, it weaves its way through all of those things. So for example, grounding, grounding in the light, grounding in our story, grounding in our goodness, grounding in our morality, but also honoring the connection to the planet. We're here, we're here, and we're distracted by all of the beauty that's around here. This planet grows vegetables and trees and blooms flowers, guess what? It blooms us too. It blooms us too. We just have to be connected to it. And then how do we nurture that connection? We're yeah. mindful about it. Yeah. And then what about the other parts, the stars above us, the cosmos around us? We have to connect to that too. That's part of us as well, the moonlight matters, the starlight matters. The cosmos teach us awe and wonder. In the worst day ever, if you take the time to go outside on a clear night, 
and look up at the stars and think, wow, wow, I get to be part of this. I get to receive this. And then how do we honor that? How do we honor the awe, the wonder? This is what I love. It's when we're good people, spirit, God, the God of a thousand names and faces, the universe, whatever you call it, that benevolent force, when we're benevolent in ourselves and good in ourselves, we're channeling all of that. And so I think those are the ways that really ground our light in us and the stillness and the silence because we have to cultivate a connection to that so that we can see awe and wonder, so that we can walk on the earth and be bloomed like a flower, so that we can be mindful about where we put our alignments. What what words do we speak? Because they too are vibration. And it's about realizing that you're inseparable from something so great and so magnificent that there is no way that you don't matter. And there's no way that you're not important. And there's no way that that light, that little light in your eye is the most majestic and precious light on this planet. And that's what I think grounding is really about, coming back to our light. And I think you're right, Dr. Pat, when you say these times are the times that are dredging us through so that we can mine what's real, what's good, what's right. That was such a beautiful observation and expression. They call for us to really, even whether we want to or not, they make us more aware of ourselves. These times make us more aware. And I say these times because for me, I've gone through similar times. People say we've never gone through a time like this. Well, maybe that's true at some level, but we've gone through other times historically. You know, we are evolving. We're not there yet. You know, as a species, we're not there yet, right? Um, And so in our evolution, we get faced with situations, I believe, that are put right in front of us to get us to the next level of whatever that form of consciousness is. You know, if you go back in time, you can pinpoint it in history over and over and over again. Thousands of years back, you yeah. can see that an event shows up just so we could practice being in the light. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Just so it will take us on a journey to be in the light. And we get tested. We get tested. I was talking with somebody yesterday, Amelia. We get tested with our integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, we get. T- I was talking to a friend of mine, and she's filling out an application, and one of the, um, one of my mentees, and we're filling out an application, and she calls me, and says, uh, "I'm filling out this application. It asked this question: Have you ever had a bankruptcy?" And I said, "Okay," and she said, "But you know, I had a bankruptcy, like." 20 years ago. And I said, yeah, but the question doesn't say, have you had a bankruptcy last year? It says, have you ever had a bankruptcy? And I said, what would stop you from putting that down, checking that box? Well, and then you get the guilt, the shame, you get the real emotions behind it. And I said, check the box and then write down why. 
write a little note on the side that says yes, but in 2001, and it had to do with the medical condition, Wh whatever you want to do. But hiding in the framework of secrets is not grounding. No. And I think we are really right now, so many people are hiding in the energy of secrets. You know, the stress, the, the strain. You know, I work with women and women right now have never been challenged in the way they're being challenged. I'm not saying men are not. But I'm saying it's really different. Everything from what's happening in divorce and divorce situations. And they feel nobody, I have nobody to talk to. I don't have a witness. I don't have that person, Amelia, that will look in my eyes and say, I see you. Yeah. What's the message for folks today? How do we tell them we do see them? Well, I think it really does start with you, with you. It starts with you. And I channeled my message today. And when I channel, I write. So this is the message that came through. And it might make me cry because I always feel these so strongly. Feel the breath and listen to the story that connects you to what is leading you, to what's already seeking you out, to awaken your heart and rekindle your fire and guide you to more goodness, more rightness, and more life. Give yourself permission to live today and in all days, tomorrow and in all tomorrow. Give yourself permission to breathe life into your story. I wanna spend this, these last minutes with you and kind of step back for a moment if we could. You know, you have said yes to one foot in front of the other. You have clearly reflected on your life. You know, you have clearly understand the power that we get and that you've gotten, you know, from the light that comes through our eyes, but also the messages of those that are no longer with us. Um, I would love to ask you to talk about what we can do now to get grounded love each other, see each other, attend to the longings of the people in your life. When you see a stranger, remember that they have longings. When we see each other, we are so firmly here and living our purpose. That's what's gonna change this world. And it's what brings so much power to you. If you just think about pulling back all the spiritual stuff and all this, these types of stories, bare bone every day, think about a moment where, let's say you were misunderstood, sent an email out, had the wrong thing in it. Hey, this has happened to me. You get fired, you know, out. You're a terrible person. You're a horrible person. I can't believe you would say that. And you go, no way. You didn't see me. And so when we can see each other and when we can see ourselves, we can be firm and in, in our integrity, like you were talking about, Dr. Pat, that brings us our grounding, our integrity, our grounding comes from being good. It comes from being good people. 
And that's what's going to carry us through. When we look at this time we're living in, I want to jump ahead to the future. You know, I know there's a lot that we talk about, especially in a spiritual framework, which I never really could relate to. Uh, <clears throat> maybe it has to do with the way I've learned, but it never, I never really related to it. Um, as we're in this moment today, even just speaking of it, it's already gone. And I think one of the most powerful things to learn is to have one eye on the past to have your moment in the present and have your other eye on the future. And in order to do that in a way that carries the light, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. it, it's a teaching for me. It really was one of my greatest challenges to be able to keep an eye on the vision of a future, but remember the most important moment is the one you and I are having now. Absolutely. How can we help folks and, and in the work that you do, how can we folks help folks understand the energy of that? Maybe not today in this short interview, the practices, but there's an energy to it. Yeah, that's right. And I think that it's certainly a longer answer than we had time for <laughs> now, you know, the, the long answer. But the short answer is, I think, allowing people, giving people permission to be where they are, giving people permission to be where they are and inviting them to be very, very present in that place, looking back without judgment, but looking forward without any type of inhibition and any type of restriction. And just inviting people to find out and take that inventory of what's good in them, and what's right in them, and what feels really nourishing because each one of us is here to some great end. And in this moment, we can connect to that. We just have to look back to it. Yeah. Um, I know you're, you're getting ready to teach. I want to take the last few minutes we have about the importance of teaching and learning both. Um, and this is something that you do as well as work with people individually. You know, I want to talk about the cosmology of change for a moment. Sure. Because it's that one thing that we can count on, change. Tell yeah. us a bit about the class and tell us a bit about how people can find out more. Oh, thank you, Pat. It's a great class. I actually was not going to teach this class this year. I was you know, I wasn't planning on teaching this class for another two years, to be honest, because it's big material and it really breaks down the spiral of evolution. For example, I'll give you the first three little swings in the spiral. Guess what? We're limitless and we're always evolving. And guess what? We're always evolving into something and when we reach that something, we start attracting to us that which will continue to um, support, expand, and nourish that thing. Right there, we've moved a little bit in the spiral. What comes next? Guess what? It's a bit cataclysmic because once we expand into something, we find out that the world that we're living in is too small for us. Yeah. And we got to break something down. 
And then what comes after that? And then what comes after that? Well, there's a path in the universe that teaches us what happens. And there are practices, spiritual practices, that we can do. Little simple things, like breathing, or like remembering that we are connected to the stars, that help us really cultivate an understanding of this great big map that's living out through us. So that's the class because we're emerging out of a very dark time. And it's as if you, you, the spirit, all the spirits have opened up that door to the dark, dark room and that little ray of light is coming through. And along with that little ray of light, I really wanted to offer the map. What are we gonna do with it? How do we find it? How do we nourish it? And how do we walk through this change together in a really big way because that's what's being asked to us to show up in a big way but big doesn't have to be scary and it's certainly less scary where you know the map so that's what the class is all about it's called the cosmology of change um for your listeners pat i have offered a gift uh and i think that that'll be published up on the website and things of that nature which i'm so grateful um for the opportunity to share a little bit, but you can find it on ameliavogler.com, Cosmology of Change, sort of in the programs area of the site. Amelia, I can't thank you enough for today. And you know, we've got about a minute left. I always like to ask, what's your personal message? What do you, what would you like to leave us with today? And thank you for taking the time to join us here. Thank you, Pat. I think that the message is you are courageous. You're more courageous than your mind and your story may let you let you on to think. You're courageous and that courage, it will, it will help you find that light in your eye so that you can live it. You can get through anything and it will be beautiful on the other side. That is the message for a day, Amelia. Thank you so much for all that you do. It's been a pleasure, and thank you for continuing to remind us how powerful the light is. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. Yeah, thank you all for tuning us in. We've got another hour coming up here, so stay tuned. Thank you, Benny, pushing all the right buttons, and Jacob for making us look great. Hey, everybody, stay tuned right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. we got another show popping in right now. We'll see you later.